Far from others. An audio medium unlike anything you've ever heard before. The pinnacle of sound experience. Jacked and canned. Featuring John Tessman and Colby Tyler. A place where you will get the information you crave. And hear about the topics that you love. Presented by themselves. Coming to you from the basement, bar, and the bedroom. Sponsored by no one. Jack and Cam. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the sports roundtable of Jack and Canned. Johnny's at home tonight. How's Johnny at home doing? Can you hear that noise, Colbs? Yeah, are you cleaning dishes? The bell is rocking. I am back home. I am not on the road. For those of you that thought I was hitting speed bumps right there, you are incorrect. I am back home in the studio. You know what that means. Who's on top, baby? I get to take this back over. <laughs> and Cole's got to do it last week. I get to do it. I don't it know this why. Week. For some reason, I actually questioned it. I was like, what does that mean? <laughs> that means I get to start off with Colbs's favorite sport out there right now, the XFL for who's on top. Just to they're still playing that. It, oh, they're still around. They're still around, my friend. The XFL North. We got the DC Defender sitting on top, undefeated at six and zero, followed by the St. Louis Battle Hawks at four and two, Seattle Sea Dragons at four and two, and the Vegas Vipers. Colbs, I just got to point out, I made up my mind. I have a favorite team. I have a favorite team. It's the St. Louis Battlehawks. Rose was nice enough to actually buy me a St. Louis Battlehawks shirt. My goal is to try to go down to the Battle Dome and go see a game. I don't think it's going to happen this year. I looked at flights, and the prices are absolutely crazy. So I said, hey, Vegas might be pretty cheap, right? People go there all the time to go gamble. I was wrong. There's a, you can't touch a flight anywhere out of our area. Why, why did you think it was going to be cheap to go to Vegas? Well, cheap meaning I figured eh, like three hundred bucks each way, two hundred bucks, something like that. Vegas you is know? like one of the biggest destinations we got. I know, but I figured, hey, maybe they're running a little deal, a little promo. I even figured Orlando, Florida. You know, Florida people go to Florida all the time, and I'm like, Florida's got to be cheap. That's calls. no, that's Disney. You're you're picking places that a ton of people go to. <laughs> Check this one out. So I figured, you know what? We're gonna throw a curveball. How much to get down to DC? That's gotta be cheap from where we are. It's a six the hour. The nation's drive. capital. John, it's, pick an area that town. isn't like massively a big deal to go to. <laughs> oh, so how can I do it though, my man, when they don't have cities, when they don't have the teams in those cities? All these teams I'm trying to see. I'm trying to go pick pick their go. cities. Go somewhere that's like an hour and a half drive. I can't because the XFL don't play there. My sole purpose for this potential booking was to go see an XFL game. And it broke my damn heart. I can't make it happen this year, Colts. I can't make it happen. But you know who's going to make it happen? The St. Louis Battlehawks. Give them a shout out. Colts actually has some Seattle Sea Dragons merchandise Upstairs. I don't actually. Uh, what I have is Seattle Dragon merchandise. There was Damn no it. C. That is right. So you're part of the OG one. So you could say you're a Seattle Dragon fan because technically it doesn't exist anymore. Colbs is an old school XFL fan, right, Colbs? 
Absolutely not. All right, XFL South. Here we go. Houston Roughnecks sitting on top over there at four and two. We got the Arlington Renegades sitting at three and three. Big trade. Luis Perez might be the starting quarterback for that team. Might end up changing the direction for that team. They weren't getting it done, Cobes. They weren't getting it done. Right behind them, they got the San Antonio Brahma sitting at two and four, coming off of a big win there, just to stay in the division. Their playoff hopes are alive. And then we have the mighty Orlando Garden Guardian sitting at 0-6. Still searching for their first win of the season. I'm not sure if they're gonna end up getting it, Colbs. It looks like they're putting it, they're getting their act together. It looks like Paxton Lynch is officially benched for the entire season. Let's see what happens with him. He might be QB number two on the roster. Colbs, that's a little XFL for you, man. I know you don't have any takes on that. I, I think I saw a score go across the uh, crawler on ESPN. I want to say it was like 11 to 6. Oh, damn. It wasn't that low. It wasn't that bad. Anyways, the, ladies and Yeah, gentlemen. there there was something that was that kind of low. Oh, well, there was a low scoring game. I'll be honest. It was, the oh, San just one. It, was a, it was the San Antonio game. It was low scoring game. The over under, I think, was 31 and a half or 32. And I bet the under and I got the under. I won. So that was a win. Wow. So, yeah, we ended up winning some money on that game, which don't mind at all. Coles going over to the NHL. We got the Eastern Conference starting off with the Atlantic Division. The Boston Bruins clinching the division. No surprises there. 57-12, 5 OTL, 119 points. They fucked up last night, though. They they could have clinched the President's Trophy, which is what is awarded to the team with the best record in the NHL. They could have clinched last night to, to get that, where even if they lost out all the rest of their games, they would have been the top team in the league. And they lost to the Nashville Predators 2-1. to one. Oh, that... That hurts my soul right there to hear that. I just realized looking at last night that, yeah, they ended up losing that game. And they'll end up turning it around, though. Impressive season. They got the Maple Leafs right behind them, followed by the Lightning Metropolitan Division. For the teams that clinched a playoff position over there, we got the Hurricanes, Devils, and the Rangers. So look at that. The Rangers, honorable mention. I know last year I was giving them all sorts of shout-outs. That's not going to change here. Western Conference. In the Central Division, we got the Wild sitting on top, 43-22, 9 OTL, 95 points, followed by the Avalanche and the Stars. Pacific Division, we got the Golden Knights sitting on top at 46-22, 6 OTL, 98 points, followed by the Kings, the Oilers, and, of course, a big, huge shout-out right there to Coles' team at 40-25, 8 and 88 points. The Seattle Crack and Coles. They've been trash interest. lately. <laughs> I uh, seriously they, i just they, they just keep losing every time i go to bed them they they just tank four four and two in the last 10 games which is not the push that they needed their playoff chances are not completely dead just yet however it's not looking promising last 10 games they got the oilers the kings and the golden knights who are all on fire in that division so they keep yeah the oilers keep, look like one of the best teams in hockey right now they they are playing phenomenal the kings uh, the Kings have been just consistently good for at least the last couple of months because I, I know that their record doesn't suggest that they're a top like four team in hockey, but at the same time, I don't know that I've really seen them lose more than a few times in the last couple of months. We're going to see what ends up happening over there. Coles, before we move on to N- from NHL, you got any takes? 
No, I think that's about it. Let's go Bruins. Hey, there we go, baby. All right. Now we're going to sneak over here. We're going to talk a little NCAA March Madness, talks about, talk about who's on top over there, and then we'll get into the topic that Coles wants to talk about, a little NBA talk. I'm going to make him wait because I didn't get to do who's on top last week. So that's his punishment, even though he doesn't need to be punished because that was my mess. Coles, here we go. Final four in the NCAA March Madness tournament, the most random, random NCAA tournament of all time here. The final four is looking like this. We got Florida Atlantic, the number nine seed going against San Diego State. And on the other side, we got Miami, Florida, and they're going against UConn. Both of these games are taking place on Saturday, April 1st. I think none of these teams anyone really expected to make it this far. I know UConn was pretty hot earlier on in the in the year in they were a pretty hot team, and I just know that from living in the New England area and all the fans were talking about it, but I don't think anyone really expected them to make it into the final four. Coles, man, March Madness has been crazy. We got a bracket with our buddies. I didn't finish in last, thankfully. I know it's not over, but still. Coles, you didn't finish in last, thankfully. Uh, our buddy Kurt, Wow. I mean, he almost got everything right, which is freaky as hell. How much uh, this is actually a really down year in, in our in our friend bracket. Everybody's doing terribly. Usually, like one person does really bad, and then at the end, some shit will mess up for a couple others. But it's never been this bad. This is like horrific to look at. Kurt's the only one that even has like a respectable bracket. Everybody <laughs> else has been total shit. But uh, yeah, John, this NCAA tournament, it, it's been a pretty good time. I mean, obviously, it's fun when you get all the upsets. People love to see that. It, it's kind of what the college game's all about because there's a bunch of old white people that go, they try hard, they play hard. Like me. And, <laughs> yeah, it's, I'm like, okay, I'd rather watch the, the real talent, you know, the guys that play professionally. But yeah. Uh, when it, when it comes down to it, it is always fun. I like watching the kids play, and we, we've gotten now down to uh, some teams that, yeah, no, nobody really expected to be here. Florida Atlantic is a very small school towards the southern part of Florida, not not a place where you're used to seeing anything like this. Like, they, they honestly, I don't even know if they'd be able to, to – they, they wouldn't be able to fill a capacity crowd for this type of game. So it's what? a good thing they do these – oh, yeah, they, they have like a high school gym. So this is definitely far and above for them. Uh, I know Miami, they're here without one of their top two players. He hasn't been there the entire tournament. They've still been able to do this. It's phenomenal on their end. Very good. uh, Very good stuff coming out of Southern. uh, Well, really just out of Miami sports in the last year or so, or at least at the college level. A lot of, a lot of good changes over there. So, that, that's fun to watch. Obviously, it's cool that UConn's there too. I, you know, admittedly, I'll be rooting against them. I'm all about the U when it comes to that matchup. But I, uh, I mean, it looks like UConn's the best team that's left in this tournament. Not just because their seeding is where it is. They legitimately just look like the best team in this tournament right now. I haven't really seen San Diego State, so I got nothing as far as they go. I, I really don't know what to tell you about them. I, I've got no notes on San Diego State. I don't even think I've watched one of their games yet. Well, I don't know. I would say I don't know who to root for in this March Madness tournament because they're all kind of underdogs because nobody's a number one seed. 
So it throws me off a little bit. So I'm going to have to go back to my roots. And from since I'm from CT, Colbs, I got to root for I got to root for UConn. So oh, I think almost everybody up here does. I'm going to be in the minority of people that live here that are not going to be rooting for UConn just because I always end up rooting for Miami sports. Like when it when it comes to college sports, I've always been somebody that pulled <laughs> Miami typically. Come on, what about Florida Atlantic? That story doesn't. Oh no! I'm definitely rooting for them to beat San Diego State. I just, I'm not. I I don't think I'm going to be rooting even even if UConn beats Miami. I uh, okay, then I'll I'll root for UConn over Florida Atlantic. I don't really okay. All right, Florida Atlantic. Got you. All right. I wasn't sure how that would play out for you, so that's good to know. Colbs, going over. That's a little March Madness right there. Going over to the NBA. I know you've been waiting to talk about this here. Cubs is celebrating. I think he just took a sip of the NA. Cheers, 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 ladies and gents. That was a slug. Wow, Cubs, that was a weird slug noise you just made there. Go ahead, do that again, Cubs. Take another sip of the beer. Wow, Cubs really slugging them down. Here we go. NBA standings. We got the Eastern Conference sitting on top, who also clinched the division. We got the Bucks. Yeah, we got the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Can you believe it? I'm just kidding. We got the Bucks over there, the Eastern Conference, who clinched it down. We got the Boston Celtics, who clinched a playoff position, the 76ers and the Cavs, who also clinched a playoff division. We got the Bucks at 54 and 21, Celtics 52 and 24, 76ers 49 and 26, Cavs 48 and 29. Colbs, the mighty Knicks, they fell off. You kind of predicted this, and I've been hopeful for him all along, this whole NBA season. I've been seeing them up there in the rankings. Last 10 games, they kind of lost their footing at four and six. Talking well, about a team I, that oh, – well, All I've really told you is that they're not as good as the top four teams. I mean, they, they, they've they been a good team, and they are better than the teams that are underneath them. They just have a pretty large gap between them and the four teams above them. True, 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 true. Well – they kind of fell off there, and they needed to get some wins to boost them up into the number four seed, but that didn't happen. But Colts, well, it's not really that big of a deal because four and five play each other in the first round anyway. So regardless, you're playing the same team. Valid. Maybe the Knicks just want to lose out then and let the Nets play them. <laughs> I don't know how much easier. That uh, no, because there's also a gap between Cleveland at four and all three of those top teams. It, no, <laughs> nobody wants to fall to six. So they get to play Philadelphia. That sounds fucking terrible. Philly has been on a roll when, uh, when it beat and Harden are both in the lineup. Colbs, a little honorable mention, a mention in a shout out there for who's on the bottom Detroit Pistons, 16 and 59. I mean, do you got anything to say about the Pistons? Genuinely, I'm curious. Like, I'll talk. Like, what the hell? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I know that Cade Cunningham's been hurt all year, so they haven't really had one of their top, if not their top player, one of their top two, absolutely. So, uh, I mean, they honestly, one thing that they did that I really liked is they made a trade with the Warriors for James Wiseman, one of the uh, young centerpieces that Golden State had over there. It wasn't working out in Golden State, so they shipped them over to Detroit. And he's been playing pretty good minutes for Detroit. He's been constantly getting you somewhere around the range of like 15, 16 points and about seven or eight boards a game. It's It's been good. I think that was something Detroit needed. They have a young core, pretty good nucleus there. I, I think that they'll blossom into being something. 
granted, I don't think any of these guys are like absolute stars, but I, I think that they have some good young talent there. Uh, as does Houston, by the way. Uh, Houston, I know, is right around at the bottom of the Western Conference. I really like what they have with uh, Kevin Porter Jr. and Jalen Green over there. So I, I think that there's uh, there's a little bit of hope for some of those bottom teams. And obviously, the, this year, everybody that can pot, like possibly get their ping pong ball drawn first, that's where it matters because everybody wants Victor Wembanyama. Like that's, that's what everybody's tanking for. So whoever gets him apparently is going to get themselves one hell of a player. Hey, we'll see how that goes. Western conference. We got the nuggets and the Grizzlies who clinched a division over there. They are both sitting on top 51 and 24. The Grizzlies at 48 and 27 followed by the Kings, Suns, Clippers, Warriors, Timberwolves, and the Pelicans sitting at number nine, who just dipped below 500 Cobes. I know you texted me the other day when they were 500, is the Los Angeles Lakers sitting at 37 and 38 last 10 games sitting at 6 and 4 Colbs as always before we get into the Lakers what's your thoughts over here Nuggets Grizzlies Kings Suns Clippers Warriors Timberwolves and Pelicans so, okay, yeah, I, I got some stuff here. First off, let me make mention that it does appear that Nikola Jokic will not be winning a third straight MVP. I'm very excited Ooh. about that. Okay. It does What's look like mill? at this point. Well, the uh, the odds favored at this point is Joel Embiid, who should have won it last year, by the way. So I think this is going to be doing the right thing here. Joel Embiid's averaging just over 33 points a game. One thing I know that all you know, John, is that Nikola Jokic is has been the two time MVP here. Right, um, he's very good. Just so you know, know. well, I mean, yeah, ju- just so you know, to like put it in perspective, he's seventeenth in the league in scoring. So this isn't like a dude that's putting like he doesn't put up forty eight points in, in a game regularly. That's not Jokic's strong suit. And granted, that's not necessarily what defines an MVP. It doesn't necessarily mean that you have to score a shitload. But I think at the position that he plays, it's just very easy to tell considering that Joel Embiid plays the same position. If I watch Jokic and I watch Embiid, one of them definitely looks like a better player than the other one. And it ain't Jokic. It's nothing against Jokic. It's just not three time MVP worthy. And I am happy that this has started to take its swing the other direction. Um, Looking more and more favorable for Embiid to win that award as we come to the close of the season. As far as the Western Conference goes, John, there are a lot of hungry teams that are in that fighting mix right now. Dude, OKC, when now they can't play without Shea Gilgis Alexander. They just can't. They're not nearly, nearly, nearly as good. But when that dude plays, that team is not as bad as that record looks. Like Shea Gilgis is one of the best players in the league in all seriousness. I mean, he's going to be getting some MVP votes too. Granted, isn't going to win, but. He, he's a phenomenal guy to watch play basketball. He just plays really hard. He gets to the rim. He shoots more free throws than anybody else in the NBA currently. That That's one hungry team. We look at Minnesota. They've been fighting and clawing for quite some time now. They just got a big win over the Warriors a few nights ago. And was really was more so the Warriors mismanaging the end of the game than anything else. But, I mean, Minnesota's been clawing at that for a while, and it looks like they're coming back healthy now with uh, – with Anthony Edwards, Carl Anthony Towns, and Rudy Gobert. So their big three is all back in place. Granted, again, I I don't really like the way their big three is set up with the two big men. But I think that uh, I think Minnesota's been fighting. They've been hungry. 
uh, New Orleans is the team that's in that mix right now that I'm still not quite understanding. Brandon Ingram's really good. And then outside of that, I'm like, ah, CJ McCollum's okay. Ah, Jonas Valanciunas. I mean, he's got a sweet haircut. But, I mean, outside of that, I mean, he's fine. There's not a lot of stuff that I really like in New Orleans outside of Brandon Ingram, with obviously with Zion Williamson being hurt, as he always is. So I uh, that, that's the team that's still there that's throwing me off. But I, I think that the Lakers have been playing relatively well. Obviously, LeBron came back. I texted you that the other day. It was yeah. very awesome to see him back on the court. But the Lakers didn't play any defense that day, and part of that is something that's probably going to happen more with LeBron on the court. LeBron, at this point in his career, he kind of uh, he likes to play defense by playing near the paint and then doesn't really run to the perimeter under any circumstance. Mm-hmm. So if there's an open guy on his side, he ain't going to cover it. So <laughs> that's going to be a little bit problematic. Part of what has uh, built up this win streak was that the Lakers were playing phenomenal defense. <laughs> so they, this is probably going to have to take a little bit of a turn in a different direction for the team to really get this sorted out. But that was, Are you saying I mean, LeBron's hurting the team? Is that what you're saying in a roundabout way? They're going to have to figure out a different way to win with LeBron on the floor because <laughs> it ain't going to come from defense. They're, uh, it's it's going to have to come with better, more efficient offense. And granted, LeBron himself can provide a lot of that. So that's going to be that, that's going to be nice. Granted, you know, he's just making his way back. His, I'm sure his foot's not 100% at this point. So he's still, you know. He's probably not good for going off for, you know, 40 points anytime real soon. But uh, by the way, John, I noticed on the uh, on DraftKings at the odds earlier, I was like, what if I just said, fuck it, LeBron's getting a 35 point triple double. You turn a nine dollar bet into eight hundred and nineteen dollars. That's that's how little they're thinking of his odds of being able to do that shit right now. What? <laughs> Did you put it down? No, I, I don't think LeBron's going to do that either. But I mean, I'm like fuck man that's not too far-fetched like lebron's done that probably 20 times in his career i mean <laughs> at dude, least you put down you put down a buck it's close to 100 just saying yeah it's not a bad yeah you know what maybe i will throw that out there give, give a little give a little souse yeah but man. um yeah no in all seriousness i i do think it's gonna be a little bit of an adjustment period for the lakers uh, austin reeves is still playing really well that he's not slowing down this shit's for real with Austin Reeves I mean it's he's not like an all-star caliber player but he's very good so I mean that's that's huge because they they were going to need some other piece because Anthony Davis there there are nights when he looks like the best player on the floor and then there's nights when offensively you're not going to get anything out of him he'll still play great defense he'll he'll rebound for you he's going to do all that regardless but offensively he is so inconsistent so very nice to get LeBron back in there. They get a rematch with the team they just lost to with the Bulls in about an hour and 10 minutes. So I'm very excited to watch that. We're going to be, uh, well, not we. I'm going to be doing that right after we're done recording here tonight. Otherwise, John, that's about all I got in the NBA outside of that I do want to make mention. The Cavs are still just so fun to watch. I love watching that fucking team. I just I want to make this very clear. The Cavs. They they are a blast. I I have watched them at like every game since January, and I have never been disappointed except for when they lose, which does happen, but it doesn't happen a whole lot. 
they are so fun. You know, the last time I've seen a Cavs game was when LeBron was there. So I can't add anything to that at all. If the you said the Lakers are on at 8 p.m. Eastern time tonight, maybe I'll throw the game on. Unless it's on ESPN Plus and I don't have a membership to that. So I'm screwed. I, I don't remember what games. I don't, I don't think they're on TV, though. I think they're playing a different game. I actually, uh, I think that the, uh, the Sixers-Mavericks game is going to be on TV. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Not bad. Cool. I'll be watching on my phone. Any NFL takes that you got? Uh, yeah, it looks like um, the Colts are finally starting to pursue Lamar Jackson. We'll see if that actually ends up going through because they got the Minshew over there. Minshew mania time. Oh, I, don't know I was gonna... just going to leave it there anyway because who gives a shit? <laughs> like that, it, Lamar Jackson's great. You put him on the Colts, you're still talking about maybe a 500 team, maybe. <laughs> Colts need some work, man. I guess I guess the win is you'd have Jonathan Taylor there, and you got a pretty good offensive line. All in all, it's not bad. So, yeah, I mean, I, I guess maybe you could squeeze out nine wins. It, it, Coles, before we go ahead and end this roundtable episode, I got some breaking news, some big news for you. All right, let's hear it. Tomorrow is opening day for Major League Baseball. They're still playing that. <laughs> 